Joined once again on the Lucci Cast by none other than Kellen Mond. Kellen, we had a we had ourselves a long conversation the day you announced that you were that you were turning pro. Four years in the making, really a, a whole yeah. lifetime in the making. It's been a, I think, an absolute whirlwind since then. So mm-hmm. we've rehashed the career. We've done that. I thought it was you. You did, gave Aggies a tremendous look into what it was like playing quarterback at Texas A&M in your record-setting mm-hmm. career. Today, let's talk, man. The draft is Thursday, <laughs> yeah. round one Thursday. I, I know your dad. You were telling me has had a countdown. It's like. Yeah. I want to, I want you to tell that story in a second, but like, this is it. It's here. The, the you know the road. It's been a, a wild ride for you. It's been like I said, a long time in the making. I want to talk today, just kind of about since the last time we talked, since the day you made that announcement. Mm-hmm. What all's gone on? What's it been like for you and your family and friends? And then, and then also we'll talk a little A and M football. You're here in town for the spring game. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, what was it like? I mean. Jimbo Fisher, yesterday was kind of the biggest kind of point of the first quarterback battle he's had since you won the job. Yeah. I mean, you're the only quarterback that's played for Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M that yeah. started for him. What was it like sitting out there as a former player, as, a, as an ex-letterman, watching your teammates go to battle out there? I mean, it was enjoying, and I think just being able to kind of finally be able to sit back and just be the person to watch. You know, mm-hmm. usually I'm on the field. And I'm the one, uh, you know, getting everybody in line. And even though I still have certain spurts or habits where I'm, like, trying to get people aligned. And I'm just like, you know, I'm not even I'm, – I'm an alumni here. So, you yeah. know, I, I kind of know my place. But obviously Jimbo, um, you know, respects that out of me and, you know, wanted to get the team, you know, where it needs to be. But, you know, with the new uh, upcoming quarterback battle and, you know, figuring out who's going to be the top guy, you know, that's kind of their job. And so um, – but you see, you see a lot of the, you know, Zach Calzada and Haynes King and, you know, even some of the younger guys making huge strides. What, so you, I know Leon came by and we were talking about, you know, you, uh, you and him got to talking about coverages and things like that. Yeah. So you're sitting there. You haven't turned it off yet. You're no. still Jimbo's quarterback watching what defa, you I, At one point you said, I haven't, I haven't ever seen you all run that blitz. Yeah. And Leon, so you weren't just a, a fan out there catching up nah. with your buddies, were you? No, nah, I wasn't a fan. I, like even, you know, I don't know if the camera was showing me, but I would always peek over and I would be like trying to steal the signal so I know exactly – you know, what the offense is running, then, you know, whatever I see the defense, then, you know, just kind of figure out ways how I would attack it. And then, you know, if I see Zach or Haynes on the sideline, hey, you know, I'll give them certain advice that I would do. And, you know, that's just, you know, the quarterback in me. I'm, I don't think ever at a football game I'm ever necessarily a fan just watching. I'm always trying to learn and just, you know, see different things going yeah. on. What's the difference, Kellen, when, when one of those two guys takes the field for the first time next year? Um, let's say on the road at Colorado will be one of the, the first big games. What's the difference in their preparedness versus kind of what you were thrown into with both those guys having been here, mm-hmm. having been in the system versus your first snap at the Rose Bowl yeah. <laughs> in a game you didn't think you were going to play in, yeah. in, in? You know, what? how much more prepared are those guys, do you think? You know, I think they're way more prepared. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think, one, just being able to play under Coach Fisher and just – the things that he were uh, the tasks that he uh, puts with his quarterbacks up mm-hmm. at the line of scrimmage and just really gives a lot of the quarterbacks options and you know can change protections and everything and I think you know not to brag but just you know for them to have a year Zach two years to mm-hmm. sit behind me and just one see my growth from my junior year to my senior year but also just 
go with me every day through practice and just see how I operate and how I get players to, you know, execute at a high level um, to where I was as a freshman uh, who, you know, I didn't really know if I was going to play in the Rose Bowl. You know, I knew I was going to play a couple of snaps, not yeah. really know I would end, a, uh, end up finishing the game. So it was, it's definitely a lot different. And so you know, I think I think they're definitely going to be prepared, and especially when you got Isaiah Spiller and, you know, Anais and guys who have played uh, in this mm. offense for three years, they, I think they'll be fine. And we got, we're going to, interestingly <clears throat> enough, I, w- I definitely want to circle back to that concept of what they went through learning from you mm-hmm. versus which one's it going to be for you in the NFL. We don't know yet, yeah. but I want to talk. You, you could be like you were here at A&M, yeah. or it could be like these guys are having it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you went through a quarterback battle, and you went through a quarterback battle under Jimbo. Mm-hmm. What's it going to take for the whoever wins this job? What's it going to take? Because you've been there, you've done that. What was it about your performance that led to you getting named the starter prior to that, prior to your sophomore mm-hmm. year? You know, I think a lot of people they like to just throw out the real basic. You know, just make sure the quarterback's hardworking and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. you know, I go in like pretty detail, especially how Coach Fisher and you know I would say most coaches want it. I mean, it's going to be a quarterback who literally takes command of the whole offense and. Um, whenever you see that, it's only going to be one quarterback who's able to get the whole entire offense going. And, you know, for me, in a certain situation where I was able to, you know, show my leadership and get everyone in line, you know, my sophomore year, whenever it's me and Nick, uh, it almost got to a point where some of the coaches, they actually thought that, you know, the receivers and other players, they just didn't want to play for Nick. But I was able to get my guys at to such a high level Mm -hmm. Um, And that was just the goal and the expectations that I had whenever I stepped on the field. And so also, you know, the way Coach Fisher kind of practices, just because there's so many guys, you know, he splits up the teams, you know, offense, one offense will be on one field, two offense will be on the other, you know, and they'll kind of mix and stuff like that throughout the day. But generically speaking, um, you know, every quarterback is, for the most part, is going to be able to have success on field one. You know, you're throwing to Anias. Mm-hmm. You know, Anias is going to be in the same spot if he has the same route, and he's going to know how to adjust the routes on yeah. everything. You know, Jalen Watermeyer, you know, Hezekiah Jones, you really don't need to coach him on certain things. You know, obviously guys make mistakes, but you're not, you don't have to coach Hezekiah Jones to where, you know, if you go to field two, you know, if you're in the huddle or, you know, guys are kind of lost, you have to be the full command of the sure. offense. And, you know, if usually a lot of, um, freshmen will be on field too, so being able to get them in line and tell everybody what to, what it, you know, where they need to go, and that can be very strenuous, and you know, it, it can be very difficult. But I always tell people, especially in Coach Fisher's offense, you know, everyone's going to be able to have success on field one, but if you can have success on field two and yeah. get those guys to going, then you know, you're at a whole nother level. And that's typically against the first team defense, right? With mm-hmm. the way y'all do things. So mm-hmm. it's it's not only everything you said about the about the offense, but you're also going against, you know, mm-hmm. Marv and yeah. and Clemens and mm-hmm. Damani and guys like that. So yeah, I, I see where you're going with that. Um as far as you mentioned the offense, the Jimbo's offense and, and how big a role will it play is it's like the mastery of it. And we talk about you know, Jimbo, I hear him talk about a lot. You know, one of the things about you is they always knew you were going to get them in the right play. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that really comes into play in practice as well, or is that more of a game day thing and you find out as the, as the season goes on, or is that something that really he drills down in practice as well? Um, it's something he drills down in practice, and then, you know, once you get the basics, 
and then you're able to kind of take steps and steps and then you know when you get into games and you see a look that you've never seen before mm -hmm. it just goes back to that knowledge that you've retained or you know that you've seen on film possibly so um you know Jimbo definitely puts a lot on your plate in practice and his goal is for you know the quarterbacks to literally go out there and you know it's almost like you know, trial on error. He doesn't want to be the guy, you know, in your face telling you, hey, you need to do this, you need to do that. No, it's the quarterback's job to go out there, one, take care of himself, but also get everybody in line. And so, um, you know, I think one of the biggest differences, you know, from whenever Jimbo first got there and, you know, my class, you know, with me, Jamon, Hezekiah Jones, you know, whenever Jimbo got there, we weren't able to, you know, watch older guys, you know, like guys who he's had in the past, yeah. you know. Um, Jameis was able to watch EJ Manuel, Francois was able to watch, you know, Jameis and things like that. You know, when Coach Fisher got here, it was, we had to learn the offense. We yeah. had no other choice. You know, we knew who was going to be the starters at the point. You know, there was going to be some battles and stuff like that, but we knew who was going to be the starters at that point. So, you know, for guys like Anais, who's able to sit behind, you know, Cam Buckley or, you know, um, DeMond Demas able to sit behind, you know, Chap or Hezekiah Jones yeah. and just be able to have that type of, um, locker or receiver room where everybody's able to do you know different things and be versatile um, that's what I think is going to make this you know group a lot better and could be a lot better than even what we were just because it, it took us so long to go just because you know we really didn't have any reps um, to kind of brace for you know um, so I mean it definitely showed you know how elite um, that 2017 class was you know being mm -hmm. able to adjust to coach Fisher and then, you know, didn't really have a learning curve. We just kind of jumped in there and just had to learn the offense and go. Y'all were definitely thrown in the fire. And you talk about elite classes. That junior class now, mm -hmm. so the guys that were mm -hmm. sophomores last year, you go down the list. I saw the other day there was a mock, a mock first-round draft had mm -hmm. four of them in it as yeah. juniors. Yeah. That class is so loaded. As a guy that's sat there and you watch, you went, you were – front and center of the transition and now you're you know you're heading off to the NFL when you look at the roster right now uh, how much different does it look to you in terms of just like 1 to 85 just the talent mm -hmm. on the roster and the recruiting they've done kind of since you've been here I mean it, it's honestly ridiculous and you know I think we are and even during the season we always talked about the blend that from the older guys to the younger guys who so you know a lot of the older guys we had to do like kind of that you know that kind of grinding it through the mud and just a mm. bunch of adversity and the younger guys who were you know freshmen at the time they're able to kind of see it you know An Anias, Isaiah, um, Jalen they're able to kind of see how hard it actually is and then mm. this past year you know where we we're able to get and so now that they've been through that you know they have to be the leaders of the team obviously you know I can't I'm not going to be the one there Buddy's not going to be on the one controlling the defense it's got to yeah. be you know Leon, Mike Clements, Marv then on the offense, it's got to be, you know, Anias, Jalen. Um, the quarterback's got to step up. So, um, but I, that, that talented class, and then, you know, the year after, you know, you get Devon A-Chain and, yeah. you know, those special guys. So, I mean, Jimbo's obviously done a ridiculous job in recruiting. How quick was it before you knew A-Chain, even though you guys have a, you had a terrific backfield tandem there with yeah. Spiller and Smith, Anias if you needed him, but how quick was it that you – sitting back there in that huddle and you were like okay at some point this year this guy's gonna be hard to deal with well my dad so during quarantine my dad was telling me about how ridiculous he was because yeah. he came I think he came to College Station and played in Kyle Field in right. high yeah. school so I 
you know, I, I've heard, I had heard about him, but mm. I'm, I was always telling people, you know, obviously college is different and obviously everyone knows high school and college is way different, but, um, he never, like, it's always weird. A-10 looks like he never sprints in practice, mm. but he's always pulling away from people. And yeah. so it's, it's that different speed. And so whenever you get in the game, it literally looks that same way. He's just so small, just hits the hole and just his acceleration is ridiculous. And then um, I think Isaiah, he had got nicked up in the Mississippi State game. Yeah. And so for a freshman, uh, you know, running back, to for him to come in, not just run the ball, but also know all the protections, you know, and I don't think he – oh, he didn't graduate early either. Mm-hmm. We didn't have spring ball. So for him to come in and learn the way he did, and really I, I liked him in the backfield just because of his poise and just his confidence and, you know, obviously him, Isaiah, and then, you know, when we need a nice in the backfield, I mean, that's – probably the best trio in all of college football and let all right let's talk about kellen mon now we, I, before we go on one last a&m question for the fans watching because you know they always want to know who's next yeah who's who's this year's a chain who's anias from two years ago the, who who's a surprise guy for the fans that kellen mon will say hey next year whether it's a true freshman whether it's a guy that's been there that you've practiced with one guy on offense, one guy on defense that you've gone against where you go watch out for this dude next season. Mm. I, I really think uh, DeMond Demas. Mm. Um, you know, I think, you know, with him, Caleb Chapman, um, Anias on the field, and, you know, you're going to have guys who are going to have to rotate. So, obviously, Hezekiah Jones is going to play. You know, his, just his knowledge and, you know, him being a fifth-year senior. Yep. Uh, but I think DeMond, you know, and what I've heard is taking tremendous strides. And, and you know, I think a lot of times – you know, when he knew he was the backup, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, I really don't have to always go out and perform. But, you know, when he's the starter, um, you know, and he, he he has a really unique mind where, you know, a lot of people think he's just more of a giggly kind of fun guy. And, you know, a lot of people see him doing his little taunts and stuff like yeah. that. But he's really like a natural football player, naturally football smart. And yeah. especially when he has to be accountable on the field. Yeah. Then that's that's what's natural to him. So, you know, I think, you know, um, with him, you know, running with the ones – you know, what I've heard uh, over the spring, mm-hmm. um, I've heard tremendous things about him. And obviously his speed and, you know, playmaking ability is, should be huge in this offense. I was going to say, what will that do for the offense? We, you and I talked a lot last time about the adjustments y'all had to make from the start of spring, uh, fall camp mm-hmm. on through the season. Yeah. What would it do for this offense with a healthy Chapman and a, and a, a year two developed Demas mm-hmm. uh, as outside weapons? As a quarterback, What it, we all have our – thoughts the simple version is yeah. man it would just really open things up and back the safeties yeah. off and open up everything what does it do for this offense if, if those guys are what they could be you know I think you know like you said it's able to stretch the defense but you know we saw whenever Caleb Chapman um, you know what he did against Florida you know nine catches for like 150 uh, 150 yards yeah but also just his big body in the red zone um, just him being able to make plays with the ball in the air. So, you know, you look at Demas and then, you know, Anais and Jalen are, you know, guys who can control the middle of the field. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of coverages where, you know, if you're able to kind of take that away, you have to be able to win on the outside. So, you know, Hezekiah Jones obviously coming back, um, DeMond Demas, um, Caleb Chapman, he'll play outside. But, you know, a lot of those guys, you know, now that they're getting older, they're able to play more positions. Mm-hmm. And so, now with Coach Fisher and, you know, he's able to be, you know, more creative to where, you know, last year when you have Chap, um, Cam Buckley, and then Hez out for half of the season, yeah. and then Jamon out the whole season, opting out, 
So he was kind of, I feel like, sometimes restricted and, you know, wanting to do too much, but, you know, not putting too much on, you know, a receiver's plate or a running back's plate. So yeah. um, I think just being able to, you know, one, just kind of be a little bit more creative this year and being able to move, you know, Demas and just really just get their ball, get the ball in their hands. And, you know, like we've seen what A-Chain could do with the ball in, in his hands. And, you know, those are home run hitter guys. So, um, you know, I think the offense will be really special. So four days, Kellen. Four days is, is your dad's had to count down. Y'all were joking with me yesterday. He said he had to count down from what, like sixty days, like uh, the day you left, or even before your senior year. He was talking. well. He was counting down from really, August, like fall camp. Mm -hmm. So he would he would just count down. Hey, hey, one more. Uh, we got one more season. Then it's going to go by quick. And then you know you get to around the bowl game. He's like, hey, right after this bowl game, Kellen's season's over. Hey, right after. Hey, going to train, and then draft going to be right up after the corner. <laughs> And then, you know, he gets to um, where I'm after Pro Bowl, or not Pro Bowl, um, Senior Bowl. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you get to Pro Day, and he's like, hey, it's already April. We've got 29 days, and then, you know, we're four days away. Four days. So, <laughs> so he's been counting down. Take us through. First of all, let's start here. What are you hearing? What are you hearing from whoever it is that, you know, is giving you the information, whether it's your agent, whether it's NFL mm -hmm. types that you've connected with or that he's connected you with? What's the what's the chatter? What's the buzz? We all see what we see on yeah. on TV. What are you hearing as this thing fast approaches? Uh, I'm thinking somewhere probably the back half of the first um, to like top, you know, top of the second. So mm -hmm. maybe from like 20 to 45, somewhere around that range. Um, obviously, with the draft, you it's so random. Yeah. You know, if a Kyle Pitts fell to 20 or somehow, obviously that's not going to happen. But yeah. you know. A team who may wanted me is going to take, you know, Kyle Pitts yeah. or something like that. So um, there's so much stuff, you know, random stuff going on. Uh, so, I mean, at, the, at that point, you know, you just play the waiting game. And, you know, wherever you get drafted to, you know, I'm, I'm going to be excited. You know, it's going to be amazing. Is there any level where you don't know what city you're going to live in? And there's some badass cities in the NFL <laughs> and there's some that are not so much. There are some terrific organizations. There's some that have, you know, struggled for years and years. How much anxiety or nervousness is there for you right now in that regard, or are you just like, why would I even think about that till it happens, or have yeah. you thought about it? Uh, I mean, I've thought about it, and you know, for me, I really, you know, I don't get nervous. You know, yeah. I'm not a huge anxiety person. Mm -hmm. You know, even on the field, I, I mean, it's just normal. I, the only time I ever know I got it, uh, anxiety was never whenever they were announcing the college football playoff. Really, you know, just kind of sitting back and yeah. just just had a feeling, but just didn't know. And so, uh, but I mean, I think draft night, I may be um, a little anxious, um, but I mean, at that point, you just like I said, you play in the waiting game, but. You know, I, like you said, there's going to be certain teams that have, you know, good organizations, um, you know, maybe the top notch or maybe not so great um, where, you know, great cities or maybe not so great cities. So, I mean, there's a mixture of everything. Every city has its pros and cons. Um, but I think, you know, one and I think I was doing an interview, um, you know, recently and they were mm -hmm. talking about, you know, if you get drafted to an organization and you have a, you know, a veteran quarterback there to be, so being able to learn or, you know, being able to, you know, play right away. And I told him, you know, I think so much I've learned so much from the growing pains from college mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, just kind of being thrown into the fire to where if that was me where I had to play immediately in the NFL, I don't think that would be a problem Yeah. to where at the at the other side, I know I'm a consistent learner i'm always trying to learn you know different things especially going into the nfl i'm trying to learn everything yeah 
Um, so if I was able to learn from a veteran, that would be, you know, A+. Plus. So I feel like you'd love that. You, you know, just like you just said, you're equipped for one. I think you'd love the other, yeah. too. Like, I mean, there's so many quarterbacks in the league that I think I could just picture you sitting there being just a sponge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that, and that's the huge thing. And, you know, I look back and, you know, playing in 47 games. I started 44, played in 47. Yeah. And, you know, I've played against, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick, who's been in the league, obviously, you know, three, four years. Yeah. Um, you know, the great Alabama defenses, you know, Four Auburn times. defenses, Mississippi State. Yeah. Um, and I've played against 21st rounders. I have a list. Really? Uh, yeah, I've played against 21st rounders going back. You know, you got the Clemson defenses with Dexter Lawrence, Isaiah Simmons, um, you know, A.J. Terrell. And then, you know, Cleveland this upcoming Farrell. year it will be, you know, J.C. Horn, Patrick Sertain. So, I mean, the list is going gonna, is gonna to be ridiculous. That's wild. I didn't think. And that's 21st rounders, not counting the young guys younger than you that are going to eventually be. Exactly. So, that list is just going to grow the next couple of years. Yeah. That's SEC battle tested. You came out. They knew that about you. What do you think in this process from, from the day you announce, what do you think people in the NFL have learned about Kellen Mond? Because there, there has been this surge. Mm-hmm. Whether it was because of your pro day, whether it was because of your individual meetings, so there was something that they yeah. didn't know about you that made them to go, "Wow, we're moving them up even higher than we thought." What What do you think that was? Um, you know, I think one seeing my personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think another just seeing the true knowledge. Like I feel like it's it's different from when you're you know watching it from you know a fan or an evaluator to when you actually you know sit me down and I'm able to actually talk to you exactly. Um, you know, about protections or, you know, fronts and, you know, certain runs that we had and, you know, what I would check it against. So it's really just a, a full, you know, blown 100% knowledge. And then, you know, I always tell people, you know, I, you know, it's it's great to see me throw, you know, in games. But, you know, I, I want you to see me in person because I feel mm-hmm. like my, my level of arm talent is, you know, ridiculously elite. Um, but sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it's hard to tell, you know, on film or something. So, um, you know, I See, think- I never got that though. When I I'm, I go watch games, and we, you and I talked about the other day. Remember the game that you threw the you had the one pick and the fumble against Ole Miss mm-hmm, early, yeah. and it was a struggle, and yeah. the team, and, and, and uh, we're losing there in the second half. The rest of that game, I remember writing about it. I, I thought and that was your sophomore year, mm-hmm, yeah. and I thought you made some first round throws yeah. that day even before the interception and after like throughout that game and and to me I, watching you on tape you, you see that nobody mm-hmm. makes very few guys make that throw that you made to Courtney at the end of, yeah. of LSU or yeah there were so <laughs> many this year you know against Florida you yeah. outdueled Trask yeah I and mean, Trask had a great game too but you, you went in there and it was like hey Kellen this week you're going to be in a shootout. Yeah. Do you think that helps you too, being in Jimbo's offense, where you can hand it off? Maybe it's the fourth quarter and you want to hand it off eight times in a row because Isaiah and the O line are wearing them out. But then all of a sudden it's third and eight, and you got to complete a pass in a window to chase with the game on the line, mm-hmm. or you can get in a shootout mm-hmm. because you have to against Clemson, against mm-hmm. fourth quarter, against Georgia. How much do you think that versatility helps? when they're looking and evaluating you? You know, I think that's huge. And, you know, to kind of circle back to what Jimbo and kind of the way he thinks, you know, the same way, you know, a quarterback likes to get in the rhythm and the same way, you know, running backs like getting in the rhythm, play mm-hmm. callers and Jimbo like to get in the rhythm too. Yeah. So, you know, if he, 
you know, it's always good. And, you know, we're able to kind of have that trust where, you know, not every time Jimbo's going to, you know, call the perfect pass play. But, you know, as long as, you know, I understand the protections and, you know, if I'm not taking negative plays or, you know, turning the ball over, um, then there's always going to be, you know, more downs. And, you know, you still may be able to execute that play. But, you know, to a game, you know, speaking like Florida, you know, it's, it gets to a certain point where, you know, Jimbo starts to get in a rhythm too and his play calling, then he starts to get confidence and, you know, just really just, you know, Isaiah's going, you know, Anais, Chap, everybody's going. So he, he's, once he's able to push the ball down the field, um, you know, trust the protection that we're going to get everything sorted out. Um, you know, that's, that's where we start be, becoming elite. And, you know, whenever I always talk about, you know, quarterbacks, you know, you'd never want them to think, you just want them to react the same mm-hmm. way, you know, Jimbo, you know, there's sometimes he thinks and he's over, you know, uh, overthinking a play. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of times, and you know, every quarterback will be able to tell you um, whenever Jimbo puts his seat down and just calls from the top of his head, that's when Jimbo's had his really? best. And so, um, I mean, Jimbo obviously is a super elite play caller. And mm-hmm. so um, when he's able to, you know, kind of be creative and then, you know, same way, just don't think and react. I mean, he's obviously elite. How about the, the concept Mac Jones – quarterback I don't think he ever quarterbacked a game where his talent where his team wasn't better than the other team I don't know you know Trevor Lawrence maybe only a couple times in his career yeah uh you might say the same about Mac uh not Mac Wilson Zach Wilson Mm -hmm. at BYU you might say the same of a quarterback that plays at North Dakota you Mm -hmm. know North Dakota State so do you think there's something too that's helping you you out in terms of you kind of came up with this A&M team. Mm-hmm. You guys all together, and you kind of led the way there and, and, and came up and, and were forced yourself. Fields is the same thing. Mm-hmm. Always elite talent. Yeah. You think there's something to be said for a guy that you went through the journey you did and, and actually went through that climb and had weeks, many games yeah. throughout your whole career where you guys weren't the best team on the field that day and a lot of times won. Mm-hmm. And I think – you know, as I talk to more evaluators, they, they respect that. Really? Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously, um, and a lot of people, they don't realize how hard winning is, especially in the SEC and especially with A&M and just certain growing pains. You know, mm-hmm. this next year, not necessarily that they're not going to win or lose, but there's going to be certain growing pains where mm-hmm. they're going to have to have some type of leader, you know, make a big play and, you know, also just be able to understand situational football. Um, at an elite level just to be able to stay in the game. You know, that that's going to happen. That happens every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you know, usually, and I always speak about, you know, Alabama, you know, Ohio State's, you know, even Clemson now, um, you know, once a great quarterback leaves, you know, there's a, there's a next one coming yeah. up. So, you know, you, there's not really, you don't really have to go in and change a culture or, you know, get guys to do a certain thing. Obviously, it takes a certain level level of leadership, but, you know, Deshaun Watson leaves, and then, you know, Trevor Lawrence is there a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, Tua leaves, and then Mac Jones is there a couple of years. Um, Dwayne Haskins leaves, and then Justin Fields. So, for a quarterback like me who has to, like, grind it out and just really just continue to grind it out, fight, and really just know how to win games, it's it's really a, a true level of talent. And, um, like I said, even, even with this year with, you know, four receivers going down, you know, Three and a half with heads being out half of yeah. the year, um, it really it got to a certain point where I really didn't care, you know, what my circumstances were. Whether, um, you know, if we didn't have a running game or we just threw the ball the whole entire game, 
you know, it, it was my job to go out and win and win games. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and like I said, it, it become it's really hard. But, you know, it, like I said, it doesn't matter who was on the field with me. Um, you know, just to be able to go out and go nine and one in the all SEC schedule, and then you know finish that with the you know Orange Bowl, and then like I said, if you, um, I was able to kind of go back to the Senior Bowl, have a tremendous show in there, win the MVP, and then have a tremendous pro day. So you know, the, my my stock definitely has been rising. Where do you think you helped yourself the most in this off season? Was it the training in Florida to get you ready for it? Was it the Senior Bowl where I I, I know I told you and I've I've told the subscribers I had. An uh, NFL head coach tell me he hadn't seen a guy help himself as much at the Senior Bowl as you did this year in a decade, and then uh, or was it the pro day where you, you absolutely shine? Mm. Uh, I think it was a mixture of both. One, I think the Senior Bowl, um, just being able to go down and you know, one you learn a whole entire new offense mm-hmm. with a whole group of new receivers. Um, so that that presents more challenge yeah. uh, than you know an actual pro day, um, but also in the game you're you're getting hit and so but you know I was able to make some ridiculous throws, um, and to where evaluators you know also even in practice were just like you know we didn't we didn't know he was like this, and you know even after um, the day one of my senior bowl just practice, you know like a bunch of people were shocked and you know I was getting served messages you know from people around. Um, about how shocked people were and then you know go out and win the MVP which was huge for me and you know coach Fisher all his all his quarterbacks who have actually been at the senior bowl have won the MVP that was cra- I saw that I didn't know Damian I, had won it yeah that's why Craig won it and I think Ponder mm-hmm. um, and then there was one more maybe Manuel maybe I don't know yeah I think Manuel mm-hmm. yep um, so that was that was huge for me and so and the, but then my pro day you know I think you know, the, at the Senior Bowl, guys were, you know, more in the stands and, you know, evaluators had to watch from the stands. But everybody on, you know, my pro day was, you know, 10 yards from me. So, like I said, I always feel like it's it's amazing for people to come see me in person. And so, you know, I was able to, you know, have a tremendous pro day. And then, you know, speaking with so many people about, you know, me actually scripting my own pro day script mm. um, and just kind of how, how much thought process it takes and how much command it actually takes to, you know, you look at other quarterbacks who their quarterback guru or trainer, he's the one, you know, getting receivers in line and telling yeah. them exactly, you know, what the play action is going to be. And, you know, they're pretty much making the script. So we're on, you know, my end, I was the, I made the script. And, you know, if there was certain if we were running three of the same routes, I would change up the drop or I'd change you know, one to a play action to one to a naked um, and just be able to kind of switch it up. So, so, you know, I can throw this route, but also be versatile with all my footwork. That's funny because I read that and I was like, yeah, that's impressive. You know that guy, but when you hear you talk about it like that, how much work really went into that? I mean, it seems like a pretty pretty big undertaking for mm-hmm. you. Again, like you said, a lot of people just you pay somebody to do that. Yeah. I mean, it definitely took a lot of work and but I think it was pretty easy for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I I watched tons of NFL football and, you know, a bunch of college football. Um, you know, I, and that that kind of gave me just kind of the basic foundation and you know, I think when you compare a, a lot of pro days, you know, you see a lot of, you know, quarterbacks, they throw a bunch of the dink and dunk stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, a lot of times it, it looks cool whenever it's, you know, um, whoever, whoever win, you know, uh, 58 of 60. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I went into it and, you know, we threw our slants, our out routes, 
you know, I threw a couple of swings just to, as more filler routes. And, but everything was, you know, pushing the ball down the field and, you know, play actions and, you know, you know, stretching my drop and everything, especially in the league, you know, you have to be able to execute that 10 to 20, that intermediate mm-hmm. range. So just kind of having that basic, you know, foundation of knowledge. Um, and that's what I wanted to show. I feel like that's what um, a lot of evaluators thought was super impressive. All right, let's let's get a couple before we go. A couple fun ones here. Um, I'm where's I the, where was I going to start with? The, I'll start with this one. You talk about the SEC and the battles, and you ran at four five, low four fives mm-hmm. there at Pro Day, and they, and they you know they're obviously enamored with what you can do as a runner because I think when you watch you run. You were very selective. Yeah. And and there were times, you know, when I'm watching, I'm like, go, Kellen, go. And then you don't. And then the next play you do, and it's like 15. Mm-hmm. So you, you picked and choose, and you yeah. definitely want to be that guy that stands in the pocket, finds the open guy, mm-hmm. goes through your progressions. But th- you're going you're gonna to run. Teams are going to want to run you some. Yeah. What's the hardest hit you've taken? Because I tend to think that it typically happens when you're – back there as opposed to mm. when you're running when you see and can slide what's the hardest hit you took in your four years a day now uh south carolina uh first quarter yeah 2000 was at 19 yeah. yeah that's when i actually got a sternum contusion and i was like for for pretty much the rest of the year but like that monday like i could barely breathe like it hurt to breathe i couldn't i couldn't really sleep i couldn't get out of bed like people had to like lift me out of my bed. I thought that was the first. That was the only time I, when I was watching. Where I thought you were going to be hurt and not come. I was like, who's coming in? The game? Then I was, you know, that was one uh, definitely a brutal game because I was taking you know more hits and just mm. like, I mean, they had a good defense with Javon Kinlaw. Yeah, you know, I think he plays for the 49ers now, and yeah. um, I mean they had they had a bunch of talent, but yeah, that was definitely number one. Who uh, NFL quarterback that? You that you I know everybody wants to make comparisons. I've read stuff. Yeah. Mon, my, if you're writing your own eval, Kellen Mond reminds me of who? Either current or former NFL quarterback. Reminds. Who, uh, who, who do they see when they see you on tape? I would, I would probably say Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he he plays a lot looser than me, but I think you think of just kind of the intangibles with what they can do. You know, arm strength and um, just really just being able to make plays. Mm-hmm. And you know, just being able to you know also in the run game, you know, throw on the run. I feel like that's uh, probably the most similar. I feel like my favorite quarterback to watch. You know, I watched a bunch of Breeze this past year, and you know, I was you know I feel like I have a very good upper half and you know very fluid, quick release. But I was trying to work on my feet so much. So you know, watching Breeze and then watching Brady were the two most guys I watched this past off season. Yeah. So. And I even said on an interview, I, I said Brady to me is the best athlete of all time. And so, why do you say that? I mean, I, I did a million reasons. Why, yeah. So like I mean, a lot of people would say, you know, MJ or you know, how LeBron can you say Brady? Yeah. The, yeah. But I think it's something when one the quarterback position, um, you know, it's different from defense. You know, if you're a cornerback and you know you may have a if you may you can be a great cornerback with um, a defense a de- decent offensive uh, defensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, or a great uh, defensive line, or you know, you could have help, but you can, you know, Darrell Revis, he could, he could be great. What, no matter where, where yeah. else any of the other pieces were, to where offense is, you know, if you're a quarterback and you have a Julio Jones phenomenal receiver, but if your offensive line isn't great, 
Julio Jones is going to struggle too. Mm-hmm. So the quarterback position, it's about getting all 10 guys and really more guys who are going to be subbed in um, on the same page yeah. and have to have success to where like maybe a MJ or LeBron, you know, they're able to take over the game or Kobe able to take over the game and drop 60 points um, to where you may not need as much help. Obviously, you, you're going to need help at a certain point, but, you know, Tom Brady, um, he has phenomenal pieces around him, but he, the elite level of him, he's able to get them to a, you know, a, a ridiculously elite level. And so many different so casts of characters yeah. over such a long time. So that's why I say Tom Brady is the best athlete of all time. I agree with you. And, like, it throws you because he's not the best athlete yeah. athletically, but what he's done is incredible. Here's what's wild. Tom Brady was was playing. He was a redshirt freshman at Michigan when A&M played Michigan in a bowl game when I was in college. So think <laughs> about that. Think about that. So that was and, – and, and he literally just won a Super Bowl two months ago. All right, here's one A&M related before we go. Let's, let's play the, the game here and say Kellen Mond goes first round Thursday night. Who is the next first round pick from A&M? I'm going to make it harder on you too because you can't pick two or three next year. Mm-hmm. So who goes the highest? Even Let's say three of those guys next year go in the first. Who's the next first round pick out of A&M? I want to see if you uh, keep it local. San Antonio, or if you... Yeah, I think DeMarvin. I think, you know, a lot of people and a lot of evaluators, they, they, you know, they obviously speak about me, but also they ask about guys. um, Teammates. Mainly the offensive side, but obviously Mm -hmm. DeMar, I think Marv is going to be a a freak. um, And just his versatility, Mm -hmm. play every down, pass, run. Um, I speak a lot about Anais, because Anais is um, tremendous in the run game. He phenomenal in blitz pickup, understands all protections. Um, like he's even done more than what even coach asked for. You know, if he, you know, certain protections, he knows, you know, he's not supposed to scan. But if he knows I'm going to get hit, he's going to go, you know, get the other guy, even if he's not supposed to. So it's just yeah. that level of knowledge that he yeah, yeah. is very instinctual. And so and he can play any position inside, outside. He could play running back. You know, he will be the guy cutting off defensive ends or chopping them if he has it's to. Insane. And so that's that's been a guy that a lot of you know NFL teams have you know talked about. And I think you know even with Jalen, who I, who potentially another a first round guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like he's a a whole another level, and I think he's like right at a, a eight or nine. But he has if he gets to a ten, which I think a level he can tap into, he can be one of the best tight ends like I've ever seen and just one understanding his work ethic but you know if he's able to be just slightly more just aggressive and mm-hmm. more like a Kyle Pitts where the, if the ball is in the air it's more it was his every time yeah but you know you talk about a guy who everything in practice he's usually the main read I mean he's running four straight routes it doesn't matter if they're deep routes he's coming back running the next routes mm-hmm. um but, you know, I think if he's able to tap into that next level, then, you know, he's, he's top, like, top 15 pick. All right. And then last one. You're, can you name – we always joke about it. You, you know, like, there's today's music, There's and I'm in between. We always joke on the show <laughs> with my music. Can you name two bands your dad loves? 
mint condition R&B band. Oh man, that's my that's like my high school days. Yeah, uh, ACDC. Okay, I've I've not I haven't seen. He goes he goes and he watches Dream Theater. They try yeah. to go every year. Really? Yeah, in San Antonio. I'd love to go to that. Pretty Brown Eyes by Mint Condition. That's yeah. a good song. You know yeah. that one? Yeah. That was like maybe my like senior homecoming that, or something. Was that the eighties? What is? It was probably like late, maybe late early nine. Let's early call 90s. it early nineties. <laughs> Let's call it early nineties. Tom Brady was probably in, at Michigan at that point. But uh, all right, Kellen. Good luck. No nerves on your end. What are you doing? Are you watching it with the family in San Yeah, I have Antonio? a bunch of friends and family over. You know, Texas is pretty wide open now. Mm-hmm. You know, there's other states that are pretty locked down, but. Yeah. You know, I'll be at the house, um, a bunch of family, friends, you know, teammates. So it's, it's a big a, day. A lot of people are going to be rooting for you. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for you. I know you're not nervous, but I know you're excited. And uh, good, best of luck, and I can't wait to see where you end up. Yep. Appreciate this. Oh, yeah. This is awesome. I look forward to doing this on down the road throughout oh, yeah. the NFL career. And then, you know what? Come back. You always got a job as an analyst at Texas. You know oh, what yeah. we need to do? <laughs> we need to do the quarterback film room. Of me and you, yep. and we'll go break out some old McGee tapes and, and evaluate <laughs> yeah, those. We can do that. We have some fun with that, right? Yeah. <laughs>